welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and rate and review the show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. What's going on, man? Raptors playing your favorite, Kawhi. Oh, yeah, my fave. Um, my co-fave, Kawhi and, and Kevin Durant. Those are my two faves wow. in the league right now. Do you, <laughs> do you have a fave? Like, is there a guy a, where a you're like, player? where you're like, yo, I want to watch this. Like, I, I need to watch this team. I need to watch this guy. Right I have now. 17 favorite players and they're all in the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem with this season. <laughs> my favorite player is Ron Harper Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, that. look, listen, I, I'm, I'm past the point of fandom for the rest of the league. I just Ooh. appreciate basketball, but um, yeah. no, I don't like specifically root for any specific guys unless they're on the Raptors. So. Yeah, I was, um, you know, I was reading this article this morning from front of the program, Michael Grange. Oh, I saw this too, man. This who was compiled the five bad beats. Ooh. You, know, you could have just listened to the Raptors show and pulled that from us because I feel off, like we've done that a few times. I don't think, um, first off, I, I don't think I've ever seen Grange write a listicle. <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean this Grange is not writing five things ten things yeah, you know yeah. from the raptors you and know. listen Grange does great reporting especially when Ex- he's on the road exactly. Great profile stories right like insider like interview sit down yeah guys. but I, i'd like to think that something inside of grange broke snap he, he's broken yeah. he's he's, broken. he's right now in denver right now in that one suitcase of his yeah going through this whole road trip packing the shoes with the clothes which is just a complete no-no yeah without a bag at least for the shoes yeah um, he needs to buy a dishwasher like or uh dishwasher <laughs> <no>, laundry <laughs> A you dishwasher. Wait, did he get a dishwasher? He did, right? He got a dishwasher. Okay, a dishwasher. Yeah, okay, I got yeah, it yeah. confused. Shout out to Orrin Weisfeld. Shout out to Orrin Weisfeld. Energy is different. Very random 10-minute um, interview yesterday. <laughs> Energy is different. Man. Did amazing, as always. Yeah, no, but, but Grange is on the road. I think Grange actually snapped watching that game yeah. in Denver. Grange, if you're listening, so, let us know if you've snapped. Their names are. Yeah, also yeah, well, let <laughs> us know if you've watched the, the, the one um, suitcase. Yeah, their names are. Well, there's only one name. Did you guys point out yesterday that Tim Donaghy and... Scott Foster talked like 134 times. Oh, brother. Here we go again. <laughs> what? No, I mean, it's Should just like... Should that not be pointed out? What does that mean, though? Like, I don't know. Does it mean that like, he was guilty as, as well? I mean, like, I don't think it means nothing. That's a lot of calls, man. That's a lot of calls, man. But Anyways, when is Scott Foster reffing a Raptors game again? Because that's going to be great theater. Can't yeah. wait for that one. I mean, yeah. Anyways, for me, I'm just like, look, listen, the Raptors got to close all games better. Like I, I, we ran out of time with this at the end of the show. So I just kind of like snuck it in there because our interview with um, with Orrin was 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 so good that we left <laughs> a little bit too much time at the end. Yeah. But like, yo, the Raptors have blown out of their last 10 losses. Three mm-hmm. of them have been blowouts. The other seven, they've had four, significant fourth quarter leads ranging from like, you know, whatever right but double digit leads in most of those games yeah and they've like lost all those fourth quarters by like somewhere between 10 and 20 points mm-hmm. and so it's on the raptors themselves in addition to the officials to like you know just close out much stronger so um i, I mean i definitely don't, didn't like the the decisions that went the raptors way or went the nuggets way i thought a lot of those were, were touch fouls but mm-hmm. i think ultimately the bigger pattern is that the raptors don't close out strong yeah, like the, even if they win games, they survive at the end. Like they survived against the Pistons, against the Pistons twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and Washington yeah. had to go to overtime. So, so what's up with these what, new glasses, man? This guy looking like where's Waldo with these? Huh? <laughs> oh wow, okay. All right. Look like Toto from Formula One from all my from from all my F one fans. Okay, yeah, all from right. the Sportsnet uh, stats and info department, you were talking about just the Raptors struggling down the stretch. And I know, like, Pascal's been struggling a little bit. I know you guys talked about that a little yesterday. 
Interesting stat, like the last four games in, in the second half, Pascal has only gone to the free throw line twice, and he's shooting 29% from the field. Yeah, it sounds in about In the right. second half. Yeah, so. no, he's been struggling. He's been struggling. So we, we so. do definitely need that back. Um, I think, look, let's be honest, like closing out a game strong, especially at this point in the season, when, like most teams I'm starting to see are either taking it very seriously in terms of trying to win or trying mm. to take it very seriously, like I'm going to shut down Boyan Bogdanovich for the rest of the season. Like the Pistons are, oh, you know what right, I mean? Right, like right. they're going, they're they're choosing their direction right now, mm-hmm. and obviously the Raptors are trying to continue to 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 win and and, and um, make their way up the standings. You know, kind of hit or miss, but you know they are kind of doing it still. Um, and yeah, and when you got to close out strong, like you you need your best players to be your best players in the fourth quarter. Like there's just no ways around that, right? We know how a lot of fourth quarters are decided, a lot of overtimes are decided. Put the ball in your best players' hands and you let them cook. And, you know, right now, it's they're not cooking much. No, not at all. The kitchen is closed. Mm. So the Raptors, like you mentioned, continuing their five-game road trip tonight. Yes. In L.A. against the Clippers. Do you remember the first time we played the Clippers this season when Kawhi just jogged his yeah. way into a victory? That was tough. <laughs> um, the Raptors didn't have any centers at that time, so Zubak really hurt the Raptors. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but that game was very frustrating. I thought um, the Raptors just, like, played from behind the whole time. They had no chance of winning that one. And then what was the most frustrating, you and I watching that game in the booth, was seeing the number of times where Kawhi would get out in the fast break. Like, he would steal a ball or something, or the Raptors would get a, miss a shot and a long rebound, and the Clippers are breaking. And Kawhi would just, like, slow himself down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, you know what? I- I'm trying too hard for this game. Yeah, he turned the car off. And, no, he just, um, yeah, I mean, he, he he didn't even play well, but he still had a great game, which is just the, the mark of a great player. I miss that man so much, man. Yeah, so Clippers are eighth in the West right now. They, mm, they just okay. snapped a five-game losing streak with a fourth-quarter comeback against Memphis. Saw that. Over the weekend, and, you know, as we've talked about throughout the season, the standings in the West are very bunched up. Uh, fifth through 13th are separated by three games right now. So with the fact the Raptors taking on the Clippers tonight, I thought we could go through some of the teams in the West and figure out which teams are contenders, which teams are pretenders. Right, because you could genuinely argue that for most of the teams out there. Yeah. Um, um, why don't we start with the Clippers then, since they are playing? tonight okay so i think the clippers are for sure um contenders i I really don't actually see them as a pretender status i I think that um they are in this period right now where they're working three new players into their rotation Mm -hmm. and they've had some close losses um that kings one obviously was i mean they should have won that game and then they just turned the ball over like five times in a row for no reason um but they're trying to work Russell Westbrook into the lineup. Obviously, that's going to be a very big disruption. They're working um, the Plum God. I'm sure JR is going to have a great time tonight watching the Plum God. Yeah, the Plum Sauce. Um, Eric Gordon's there now, too. He's been freed. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. He's just shooting 30 foot. This guy got freed to the Clippers, and then they immediately lost like five in a row once he joined them. Yeah, you know. He might have the worst personal record in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough. It is tough. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think that there's going to be some disruptions, but mm. that team is pretty solid, man. They're, they're really, they're not missing that much, I would say. And I think the scary thing with the Clippers, and we'll probably see it tonight, is when they go to moments where they play small ball mm. and they have, um, you know, let's say it's like Kawhi and Paul George and, you know, it's whoever else you want to put out there, Nick Batum for more defense and corner three-point shooting or Eric Gordon for, for more uh, spacing or even Westbrook with that group. I know it doesn't sound that great, but... 
at the same time, when you put it all together and had to play them, it's very, very tough. Like, they can really all guard you one-on-one. Um, and even though they don't have rim protection, you have get so spaced out trying to guard that team. So I, I thought that was the biggest thing where they, when they won against Memphis, they were losing for a lot of that game. But they went to that look in the fourth quarter, and it was a reminder of, like, okay, when they get into the playoffs, that's a look that they can use against a lot of the teams. Like, they can use that against Sacramento, I think. They can use that against um, Golden State. Um, Denver, probably not as much. I just really do think that, you know, you do need a big on the floor to at least deal with um, with Jokic. But, um, no, the Clippers are, are, are for real for me. But, of course, they're also – it's funny because you look at their standings and they're, like, roughly 500. Yeah, they pretty much have so the same can, record as the Raptors. Yeah. So I don't know. What have you seen from the Clippers this year? The other, thing, other concern I have with the Clippers, just real quickly, is obviously Kawhi is his own world, but mm-hmm. I do think that like the rest of the team needs to have great chemistry around Kawhi. Sure. Because that's what worked for the Raptors in 2019. And even to a, you know the last time Kawhi won, before that, obviously, was 2014 with the Spurs. That was the ultimate team of like everybody works so well together. And Kawhi wasn't like the dominant superstar he was at that time. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I think Kawhi has always won when the rest of the team has great chemistry around him. And I still don't fully see that with the Clippers. That's the one area I'd be concerned about. But I suppose you have like a, a month to, to rectify that. Yeah, that's my, that's, that's my biggest I guess case against this team is is just the continuity and like you talk about the chemistry and you talk about you watch a game like them against the Sacramento Kings and how they blew those leads down the stretch and ended up losing in overtime and we've seen that happen and on several occasions like you know is that just a matter of looking at it as a function of just you know within the scope of that game or does it speak to like a bigger problem because like if teams aren't together or if you don't have these lineups and players that are familiar with each other like those things are going to happen down the stretch right yeah, so like for me sure. it's like they've treated these I mean, I mean when when Kawhi was here they treated the the regular season like 82 practices and it did work out and I think it speaks to what you were saying about having the right players around um Kawhi and to be honest just having I think a, just a better supporting cast than than what they've put around Kawhi you know during his four years with with the Clippers like they still have questions uh, about their point guard position you know I think there's still questions about like who their starting lineup should be. Um, I know the small ball lineup is good, but you know I, I think the, the the argument against the Clippers will have to be like, are you able to just have this kind of jumbled, kind of scrambled together eighty two game schedule and then expect to go into the playoffs and be able to to win four rounds, which is what they're trying to do. No, for sure. I I don't know if they can win like the full four rounds. Mm-hmm. I think it'll probably come down to matchups for them. But I mean, at the same time, like. You know, it's 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 a little understated because Kawhi obviously is still on the load management plan. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're thinking back to basically from the start of the year, um, mm. Kawhi has sat four times, all those on the second half of back to backs, okay. right? Which was standard, like that's what he was doing in Toronto as well, right? Um, so, but uh, he's he sat four times. He's played 22 games in that stretch. He's averaging 28 points per game on 53 percent shooting, 50 percent shooting from three. And he's shooting 92% from the free throw line. This guy's genuinely a cyborg, as we all know here in Toronto. Um, and so he's going to be good enough to win you so many games on his own. But I do think that, like, yeah, the rest of the team needs to figure it out. And and the Clippers do have a very interesting team because they have lots of good players that they don't even play on a consistent basis. Mm. Um, like, their depth is really great. But at the same time, I'm looking at them like, okay, who are you going to roll with? Like, who are you, who's your eight, nine-man rotation? And, and if Ty Lue can just stick to that and and, you know, go forward with it, um, that's going to really help. Obviously, you know, in his defense, he's had to make um, more additions to the roster with the, the recent buyout guys that they've had or even the trade deadline sort of moves. But 
Um, once he sticks with that and, and rolls with it, we'll see if there's, a, there's there's a chemistry there. But I do believe that everyone in the Clippers actually just wants to win. They're, they're all guys in their career where, you know, they have either won before or they're trying to finally get over the top. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure for them coming into this playoffs. Like, you know, oh, it's, yeah, it's course, been, it's been year four now, right, of, of this Kawhi PG thing. And, you know, there was much hyped, you know, talked about and all this stuff. And, you know, the, the trade that they made to get Paul George and giving up all the assets, um, you know, including sending Shea to OKC, to me, that's one of those trades where, you, you know, if you win a championship, then, you know, it doesn't matter what those draft picks and what Shea turns into. Kind of like okay, Brian Windhorst. No, but it's no. Nah, this guy listens to that straight kinda, from the hoop collective. No, but man. it's kind of uh, yeah. I mean, winning a championship I, means never no, having I've, to I've, say I've, sorry. I've been behind on the hoop collective because I've been deep in the you know this league uncut, which is uh, emerging as really? my new new fave oh, now. Man. But right. um, but shouts to pound the rock as well. But like that's one of those trades, kind of like the Kevin Durant Phoenix one too. Like if they win a championship in this Kawhi Paul George era, then whatever. Then I think the trade was worth it. But if they don't, then it's a disaster. Like, it's really the two extremes, right? Because, like, they've tried to rebuild this roster, build around, add supporting cast, subtract for, for the last couple of years. And I feel like now they're in a position to, to hopefully try to make a run. Like, you mentioned the Kawhi numbers, like his last eight games. Like, he's around 28 points, six and a half rebounds. And the shooting, like you mentioned, has been ridiculous. 55% from the field, 57% from three. Yeah, yeah. No, this guy's like, this, this is, guy's doing 50 50 no, 90. Like, this is, it doesn't it's, make any if sense. If Kawhi man. ever played oh, I'm down so bad for Kawhi. No, man. if Kawhi Come back, if Kawhi ever played 82 games, like he's an MVP <sighs> front runner every year. Not that we're ever going to see him play nah, but he, he's not that kind of guy party. though. And he's not, but like he, doesn't, he genuinely doesn't care. Yeah, but that's the case I think for 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 the Clippers too is like you're going to have arguably the best player in a seven game series in a lot of these matchups yeah. going up and against And Paul George ain't no slouch, man. No. No. So the PG shoes. Yeah, shouts to the busted those out yesterday. Shouts to the will lose. Uh, great, great hoop yesterday. run yesterday. Great um, hoop run. Alex, can you please show shouts the uh, Vic, the uh, the impact of some of yeah, the fouls? See you see that that here. bruise on his arm? Yeah, yeah that was, was this was from Will. Okay, first off, this I don't know why also, you have so many bruises from, from that run yeah. yesterday. It wasn't that serious. <laughs> only one of them was for me. Okay, that's Kids, only don't, one. Don't work this hard for seven rebounds. You don't understand, in, in that. Pickup, Alex. Alex has he has a reputation to live up to, man. No, it's it's not good. Chinese Rodman. I am PJ Tucker. I, I read that the Sixers have won 15 games this season where PJ Tucker has gone scoreless. That was so me. That was me at the run <laughs> so yesterday, man. I, no, man. I, just, I saw you hit that three. Okay, so we're filing the Clippers yeah. into the contenders category. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. I, I think an interesting question, too, maybe we can ask, you know, as we touch on a few of these teams, like, what do you think is an ideal first-round matchup for the Clippers? Yeah. Like, if you're Clippers? the Clippers, who do you want to see in the first round? Uh, Obviously, you can't Minnesota? Slot. Yeah. What about like a Sacramento Memphis, you know, like a two, I mean, seven, three, six type Sacramento is going to be interesting because I really do want to see how they respond with the pressure in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, if they slow down at all, if they do slow down, I do think that's going to be a bad sign for them. But mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think, yeah, the Clippers are well matched for a team like Memphis as well. Like the thing with the Clippers is all these teams is they just got to get in the top six. Yes. And right now that's very much in flux. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they're real. So, oh, okay. Um, I mean, yeah. So the Warriors are in six right now. They lost again. They're on the in six. Yesterday. They have the wildest home away split um, that I've ever seen. They're twenty-seven and seven at home, and they're seven and twenty-five on the road. And, and not just seven twenty-five on the road. They've lost seven straight. Yeah, away from home. They gave up one hundred and thirty-seven points to the Thunder yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the play. There was one play I think it was late in the first half where like Draymond Green just kind of threw his hands up because Jordan Poole didn't find him with a pass. And that it resulted in a turnover because Draymond just turned his back to the play. 
I'm not surprised, man. Draymond yeah, got mad that Kevin Durant didn't pass the one one time. But it's just the 7 and 25, I, I just don't think you can ignore that. Can you ignore that? Can you just say that, oh, when they get into a playoff environment sure, because yeah. of their championship pedigree, <laughs> because no team has, you know, the, you, we know their pedigree in the playoffs when they've been fully healthy, right? So, like, they, are you they okay haven't with that? lost as a core yes. with their main guys healthy in the playoffs ever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, then th- that's like, absolutely true. Sorry, outside of outside of 2016, obviously. Well, outside, outside of the LeBron comeback, yeah. um, and you, people would argue that Steph wasn't fully Steph healthy. Was for injured, that. but whatever, yeah. man. I'm not. And I'm not Andy Lou. We can call him. I think. F- I think Bogut was out. So if you want, to oh, Bogut, Bogut was, was Bogut out. out? Bogut, yeah. What was he out? Wow. This damn. is when Doc Rivers talks about how they never lost. Wasn't Festus Azili not fully healthy for that one, man? I mean, no. But seriously though, like that team is just not. I'm gonna trust them until they like completely break it up. Okay. So yes, this road record sucks, but um, I I just think that yeah they play the most unique style of basketball um, in the entire league. Um, Steph and Clay are you know at Steph and Clay levels. Mm-hmm. I still believe in Draymond's defense. Um, Looney was obviously a huge throughout last year's playoffs. They're not they're not as deep as last year. There's no doubt about that. But I mean no, until I see them get beat, I'm I'm always going to fear the Warriors. Yeah, I, I, it would be a historical precedent too because. Um... I checked and like since 95, um, every team to win the West has been a top three seed. Okay. Outside yeah, of outside of Dallas, um, who made the finals as a fourth seed in 2006. So basically since 95, you've had to be like a top four seed, obviously have that home court advantage, mm, at least you. in the first round, two rounds. Like it'll be a difficult road. Like the last team to make the finals as, as a bottom four seed was the never underestimate the heart of a champion Rockets in 95. Saw that, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, I, was, I don't know uh, if you knew. Was, that's was, the uh, that's the origin of never underestimate the heart of a champion. Yeah, um, Rudy T said that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I get it. But I think if if their path, you know, they, they could play, they could might have to play like Phoenix and Denver in the first two rounds or something. I think they're well matched for Denver, at least. <laughs> this would be a... This would be a historic run if they do it. And and I'm kind of with you. I feel like the Warriors no, I'm, I'm are the team me. that can pull it off. Yeah, there's no reason why I'm not picking the Warriors, man. They're, they're real. They're real as well. Okay, so we're putting them in the contenders list. Mm. Next up, let's let's go with Memphis. Uh, so uh, Memphis, here, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, here's yeah. some numbers. So the case okay. four, 26 and five at home. Sure. And yeah. they will be a top three seed barring a collapse. 26 and five at home. That's that's low key like the second best record in the league at home, isn't it? Yeah. So next to Denver, right? Next to Denver. Yeah. Damn, Raptors uh, almost handed both of them uh, an L at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when, you know, when fully healthy, you can look at, you know, what the, what that team has done. You know, even that brief playoff run last season, you know, they have a lot of depth. Uh, case against worst vibes. Uh, amongst uh, the teams in the West right now, John Morant's availability is in question yeah. for the rest of the season. You know, mm-hmm. I think if if he's away from the team, if he's suspended for the rest of the season, I think this conversation kind of just ends there. Yeah. And they recently had the Brandon Clark uh, season-ending injury, so Memphis right now is the three seed. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy this. I'm yeah. Sorry, man. They've also lost three straight. They're falling a little bit. Um, but yeah, we know we know the big dominant storylines with Memphis. Um. I don't know how real they were going to be even with 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 Ja fully healthy. I just I wasn't that impressed with their appearance against Minnesota last year. That was such a sloppy series. Oh yeah, that's one of the frantic. sloppiest playoff series I've actually seen. Actually, like because usually you get to the playoffs and like the teams are really serious, they're focused. Yeah, they tighten up. You don't yeah. see those like oh honestly, man, it looked like wilding out on the, on the playoff <laughs> series, man. It was terrible. <laughs> looked like uh oh, I thought at some point like <laughs> slime was going to come down and just shower Car Anthony Towns like. <laughs> No, that and then, series horrible. And then you saw them against the Warriors too. Like yeah. there's, there was the games when like Dylan right. Brooks shot them out of games well, and then, stuff yeah, like he that. Like broke Gary Gary Payton, and there was all the like the you know the, broke the rules. And then like mm. the Memphis fans were like zooming in on like 
I forget who touched like Jaw's knee or something, <laughs> man. I, Jordan Poole. I was like, oh my god, that series again. Like I just, oh, yeah, I remember. That. I didn't that like was, anything that Memphis did in the playoffs. Was last that game, when so. Poole just like literally put his hand on Jaw's yeah, knee? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He just and then, and then they were like, like, oh, actually, you know, it's like the the finger kung fu from uh, from everything everywhere all at once. So I was like, how did he shatter his knee by just touching it? Like, it's no way, man. No, I, I I don't buy that at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. Memphis fan base low key might be creeping in the top five toxic fan base list i feel like mm. i might gotta put them up there um sacramento kings yeah that's number two i, I gotta seed. see it first i gotta see it first i, I like the team obviously the number two seed right now number one offense in the um, league number Sabonis, one offense the bonus will put you in the bonus they, well i mean look listen they score 121 points per game they play mm-hmm. fast they got a real closer in uh, De'Aaron fox yeah uh, Malik Monk has been, you know, pretty good for them as well. On paper, on paper, I think you would shooting. take them, but like the, it's all about just the experience. I just want to know how they react to the moment. Sure. Well, first and foremost, sure. I, I like the way they play. I think Mike Brown should be in, in real con- consideration for be, Coach of the yeah. Year. Um, he's think brought, yeah. yeah, he, he, he well, should be the favorite. I mean, there's other there's other guys too, but you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think for for Sacramento, like they, you just want to see how they respond when they get to that pressured moment. Um, but you know, I mean, the other thing too, is I, I don't really trust their defense at all. They gave up 118 points per game. Some of that is obviously just the fact that they play at a high pace, but mm-hmm. I also don't have the confidence that they will just get a clutch stop, yeah. especially with that roster. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think they bought themselves some confidence. They'll have home court, at least in the first and second rounds, if they get that far. And so. And listen, yeah, man, but, just just getting there for them is is I think just a remarkable story. Sure, so, sure, like, and, they, and of they course like, they're going to be the, the even though they're the number two seed, they're they're going to be the underdogs in a lot of these playoff series. I think. Yeah, because two seed, so they'll play the team that gets out of the play in first, and that could be Dallas, that could be the Clippers. That yeah, could be the I, I just don't like any of those opponents where they can really slow it down and play a half court style game against them. Not to mm-hmm. say that their half court offense isn't good; it is good. Um, but we do know that like, just the pace of play really does like grind down in the playoffs. And if it's like Luca Isos and Kyrie Isos versus like DeMontis Sabonis Isos and mm. De'Aaron Fox dribble handoffs and stuff like that, I'm just like, all right, well, you know, I, I think I know how that series is going to go. So we're putting the number two and three seeds in the West right now as pretenders. That's yeah. Well, I and mean, we've so got many the six, six and eight seed as a. Uh, as contenders yeah which makes sense i trust veterans i'm not good no I, yeah i think that's fair uh phoenix suns yeah that's real man are you kidding me kevin durant kevin booker i think 188 points oh, in the first kevin three games. booker no kevin durant devin booker wow okay this guy said um, kevin booker that's but tough. uh 188 points combined i think in the first three games together yeah they're gonna be fine Who, like which team in the west is going to stop them for real though um no it's interesting i mean I do worry a little bit about health with that roster. You know, Chris Paul usually picks up an injury at some point during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, that that's really – that's a tough team to play, man. I guess the other question, do they have enough role players to step up in the postseason for them? So, I, I like Okogi. I like what he's done for them this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Suns have a really nice system where it feels like Monty Williams is able to play whoever and guys are able to produce in those spots. Um um, and it, it's uncanny. Like the other night, it was like, okay, Okogi missed a whole bunch of corner threes in, in the the win over uh, Dallas, and they were like, okay, we'll just plug plug Ish Wainwright in that spot, and then Ish made some shots. Yeah, you know? we, or like Jock Landale will come in and play, yeah. and he'll contribute, or like Damian Lee will come in and contribute. I think that really just suggests that like they have a really good offensive like system in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, question mark is probably yeah, Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul is like the ultimate playoff question mark, um, just historically. Yeah, Chris Paul historically, but, obviously, like you mentioned, the health concerns. 
health mean, concerns. KD as well. You sometimes he just health. goes really quiet. Yeah. But I mean, look, it doesn't really matter if he goes quiet anymore. Like you have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Mm. Like that's man. Imagine having Kevin Durant. Yeah, I imagine it a lot. Um, some of these other teams, Dallas. We taking Dallas seriously? Just a horrible team to watch, man. <laughs> yeah, actually, here's the thing. It's not should, like obviously they have Kyrie made the Kyrie trade. I'm already uh, wondering. I, well, regardless, I I think obviously watching Kyrie is phenomenal. Watching mm-hmm. Luca play basketball is phenomenal. Yeah. The thing is with the Dallas Mavericks, the trick of watching them is just watch them on the highlights because the rest of the basketball game surrounding the Dallas Mavericks is just nasty to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, they just play such like ice. They they play more ISO than I think I've seen any team play ISO. Yeah. No offense to them. I mean, yes, they get screens and stuff like that, but like, man, like just on ball screens and like, but it's just so much ISO. Yeah. And, we've and seen those them. guys are so good offensively, but it's like the rest of the, the rest of the team only does catch and shoot corner threes. Yeah. And maybe like a transition three from, from, from Tim Hardaway. They should have just signed Jalen Brunson and wouldn't have had to go through with this whole dance, but. Yo, imagine they had Jalen Brunson right now. I think it was the the deal on the table for them. I think that he probably would have signed. It was like four years, like 55. Oh yeah. This was the extension before the summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Dallas said that would have been the the best value contract in the entire league. Yeah. And then they still would have had the assets to, you know, if they want to make a trade for a Kyrie. And then they, okay, would they have wouldn't have traded Kyrie. But they after. would have had the assets to kind of flip for whoever yeah. if, if a superstar became. I mean, they're still going to be tough to. I mean, Luke has not gone out quietly in any playoff series. Yet. Sure. So I think they'll still be tough. I, I think I think I will still put them as as real, but I definitely know they won't actually win the West if that's. if that's. But I think they will make it out of the first round. First round would be tough. What if they run into a Phoenix? Yeah, that's a bad matchup for them. Yeah. There's a lot of bad matchups for, for Dallas, I feel. Yeah. Um, Denver Nuggets, the number one seed. I mean, they're real. Clear. Come on, that's, we don't have to be rude about it. Um, it's not going to be easy to beat that team. They have um, Jamal Murray healthy again, and obviously he's a very, very good clutch performer. You just need some tough shot makers. Obviously, uh, Jokic is there as well, and he's just awesome. Aaron Gordon's great. Their health is great too. Um, I don't trust their bench at all because when I saw it against the Raptors bench, I'm like, they're even. Mm-hmm. So I don't trust that bench, but... I mean, how much do benches matter in the playoffs? No, that's no, fair. they're good. They're they're obviously real. We're gonna save the Lakers um, for tomorrow because we got Dave McManaman and Dan Wykey. Yeah, joining okay. us. Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't any in, any um interest uh, in the Timberwolves possibly making noise in the playoffs. I just don't know what to make of the Timberwolves. You know, mm. but again, based on what I saw last season. The the, the, wet, the wet and wild wolves. I, I'm not. I'm not good for that. I don't, man. I, just, I, love, I don't like seeing sloppiness in the playoffs. Yo, the like there should be a standard. No, they, watch their highlights. They look yo. so silly in so many of those plays. So I love too that. Don't trust that. Team. I love too that Danny Ainge fleeced them for for all those draft picks for Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and then the trade deadline was like, yeah, I'll give you Mike Conley as well. <laughs> just giving them spare parts from the Jazz <laughs> and being like, yeah, you guys, you guys go ahead and try to make this cute little playoff run yeah. with these two guys. Man. Oh, by man. the way, Utah going full tank mode, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Enjoying respects. Utah. So, bye, bye. so even after Utah made this whole big thing and they beat the Raptors twice, which I'm sure they hated, mm. they're now <laughs> they're now the 13th spot in, in the West. Yeah. Impressive performance no, by ve- Utah, man. Very impressive, impressive yeah. The other thing on the Wolves, too, I was watching the game the other night, and they had Chris Finch mic'd up, which oh, is actually are? interesting because, like, they were able to show his interactions with with the refs. So, I like, would love, you know what? Let's get Nick Nurse but the, ref, uh, No, but this up. is what I'm saying because, like, I saw the way that Chris was, like, approaching the refs, 
Yeah. And it was a very cordial way of like arguing. Right. Yeah, yeah, like he'd have sure. the conversation, but not in a way that was like belittling them or saying that they were missing the calls. Not saying that Nick. I mean, that could have been that. edited. Let's yes. be real. They're probably not going to show you the amount of times no, where he cusses them out. And no, stuff. that's fair. But like I did see those types of interactions. So I would be very curious to see, um, you know, based on your comments yesterday, too. About like Nick's reputation around the league with the refs and stuff. Yeah, like and by how the way, those overstated. Like Hated was a strong word. I meant just like the most annoying. Let's just say. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah but that passes the eye test too when you watch these Raptors yeah. games. Like, you gotta chill out a little bit. I hear you, man. Anyways, well, all right. Those are your contenders. No, I can't contenders. wait, man. The West is the West is very. It feels very open. You know, I wouldn't be too surprised if if there are some of those weird runs as you mentioned, where some team like Golden State and Six makes it out. Well, I think even the play-in is going to be pure drama. Yeah. Think about all the matchups there. So. Yeah. What about the play-in in the East, man? That's going to be some oh, drama with the Toronto God. Raptors. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. We're going to take a break. Uh, I've been your host, Will Lou. That's Alex. When you're listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, on the other side of this break, we'll bring you in front of the program, Lindsey Dunn. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1 866 531 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in leafsland real kipper and born be sure to subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts all right well welcome back to the raptor show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, I'm your host, William Liu. I continue to be joined by producer and co-host, Alex Wong. And we're joined in studio by friend of the program, Lindsay Dunn of City News. What's going on, Lindsay? How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy uh, March 8th. Yeah. Happy birthday to two of my friends. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Or shout them out? Or? Um, Matt and Brian, yeah. Oh, okay. Born shout on International Women's Day. Yeah. And shout out also again, we should bring up Oren's dishwasher. It's been about a month since he's had it. Why not bring it up again today? Heard yeah, well, about it all at the last Raptors game. Pretty pumped for him. Damn, he was talking about a last Raptors game too. Hopefully that first load went well. Yeah, what's wrong with, what's wrong with Oren, man? Anyway, <sighs> what's going on? What's going on, Alex? Oh, what's up? Yeah, so we, Lindsay here, uh, the Raptors 905 announced that there's going to be an all-women's broadcast tonight mm-hmm. and Lindsay is going to be part of it as a sideline reporter mm-hmm. so Lindsay, we'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about this and i know this is this is your first time doing a in a sideline reporting role wait actually for the game yeah this is my oh, first yeah. time ever doing sidelines getting thrown into the fun mix i'll be with ebony and my marie both you know longtime team canada members ebony played in the wnba also like a champion and coached in the wnba and coaches internationally and yeah, it's the first time in 9to5 history that it'll be brought to you by an entire female broadcast crew. All of the refs will be female, and it's not like, hey, we're just throwing us out there. We all have the experience and, mm-hmm. you know, the work ethic and everything that went behind it to get to this point. And it's honestly just a huge moment because I can say growing up playing basketball, I never had a female ref. Not that it'd, like, make a difference and I've had mm-hmm. female coaches. I never had female play-by-play color commentators or sidelines growing up. So I think, you know, it's a fun day. 
to celebrate these moments. Let people, if you can be, you can see it. We've heard that all the time. And there'll be tons of in-show guests. And also, it'll just be a great game tonight because the Raptors 905 taking on the Delaware Bluecoats, who have the reigning NBA dunk champion from the All-Star game, Mac McClung. Oh. Oh. Yes. Right. Nice, nice. Um, obviously, you're you're very experienced, and you've probably done, like, thousands of interviews in your life and with, with the, the top-name celebrities and, and, you know, World famous. I've interviewed players. you too. That was the peak of my career. Uh, Pretty pumped. Yeah, though. it was actually just behind us, right here. Actually, yeah. <laughs> right outside the studio. It was just kind of. They told like me not here. to look at them in the eyes. Um, that's good advice, I guess. But um, yeah, did you get any advice? Speaking of which, from a friend of the program, Amy, Amy Otterberg. A uh, shout out to Amy. Just yeah. there is a fantastic article in the Toronto Star right, right now right, on yeah, her, yeah. and mm. she's just one of those humans in general who lifts up other humans and wants to see them success because let's be real in life and especially in this industry, mm-hmm. there's a lot of snaky people that don't want to see other people succeed. And mm. she is not like that. I, I concur. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there, there <laughs> their are names lot. are. Yeah. Their names no, are. I would this. love to say <laughs> who their names are. <laughs> like, oh, we all know who some of them because they yeah, just, yeah. rather than be excited for somebody and like, and I know we've all experienced it. Other people are just jealous rather than like, Hey, that's something, you know, I should maybe yeah. work harder, try another Avenue to get to some goals. But Amy, is a huge reason I got this. She put my name in there. Has been like Lindsay's been grinding it out here for like nine years. No, I've have. been covering yeah. this, and I haven't had the opportunity. And so thankful to Akil tonight who's stepping to the side just to let me have it for this one moment. Sure, you. And I'm excited. This is a dream come true. I moved here nine years ago for this, so wow. it'll be exciting. But yeah, Amy just said, "Had fun with it. Be done and don't swear." I'm like, oh, oh we'll okay. see. You guys know it's always a challenge with me and some of these no, things. Oh, you'll be fine. You know you'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I see you questioning me. No, no, no. <laughs> Lindsay does uh, have colorful language uh, a lot of times. Um, I say anyways. Fruit Loops a lot. Yeah. I don't yeah, swear. Sure. Um, yeah, and, and also... Just a reminder to people, too, we talked about this on Monday. You know, the WNBA game taking place in Toronto, the general tickets went on sale today. And, you know, I was checking the Ticketmaster website before we went on air, and there's just very few tickets left in in, in, in the 300 level. So pretty sure believe, that's going to be a sold-out yeah, game. Yeah, and I think oh, it's yeah. just single tickets that are available for mm-hmm. it as well. For fun, I went on at 10 a.m. when it was open to the general public because there was some misinformation earlier in the week. People were like, it's sold out. It was just pre-sale. Was pre-sale yeah, like, on. no, no, like, there's still time. But at 10 o'clock, like, there was a couple courtside seats, which were only $200. Like, this po- price point on this oh, man. phenomenal for people Damn. to come watch people yeah, play basketball. Yeah, we should have scooted. Hey, this, like, right? Wow, okay. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys have, like, the hookup that you could be sitting oh, courtside. Oh, the, the 600 level, yeah. a.k.a. the exact diametric opposite <laughs> of courtside? Yeah, we'll be in the 600s. But, yeah, and I just, every time I would go to click on a seat to, like, even attempt to buy it, Somebody else already claimed them. And I was wow. so happy. Okay. Honestly, I don't get emotional often, but I wanted to cry in that moment because I can't believe in my own freaking backyard, mm-hmm. I'm going to see a WNBA game. And for so many people, especially with that price point, this is potentially the first basketball game they're going to see. Yeah. No, it's way more um, accessible for sure. And, you know, it's, it's one of the things that we were talking about the 905. Like, that's one of the big reasons to go see the 905. In addition to the fact that you will see a lot of players that you will recognize, especially if you're a Raptor fan, like, they have a lot of guys down there right now. Christian Coloco's there. Um, Ron Harper Jr. Ron Harper's been down there. Jeff Downs down there. Delano, I think, is injured right now, but, you know, he's he's often down there. Like, you see a lot of these guys, um, but it's just way more accessible of a price point. I think that's the thing when you look at the Raptors and just, like, it's – I mean, it's Toronto. I get it. Like, it's a very expensive city, and it gets more expensive by the day. Um, But for a lot of people, like, just seeing the Raptors as a family is just, like, very, very hard to do. Um, but there's still lots of great basketball, and hopefully we get you know the WNBA added to the mix as well. But um, no, it's gonna be a great event. 
Um, what are you most excited for? For because I'm sure you're going to have a big role to cover in in, in this uh, upcoming exhibition game. I'm excited for everything. That is yeah. such a bad okay. answer. Like, yeah. honestly, this morning I was on breakfast television here in Toronto talking to Sid, and I was trying not to scream at him just over the excitement I mm. have about this game because all I really have ever wanted in life was to cover basketball and really with a stronghold towards the WNBA. Mm. And I'm originally from Saskatchewan. Back in the day, like, WNBA was not really popular. But now just so many people are talking about it. They're talking about the different teams. They're talking about the moves that happen in the offseason. And yesterday I spoke with Lynx player Nafisa Collier, who will be part of this exhibition game. And mm-hmm. she says, you can feel the excitement. And they're just really excited to be able to show so many more eyes just how great they are at basketball because they just want that opportunity. Because mm-hmm. we know for the most part, a lot of times, WNBA games aren't getting any love on TV or radio, wherever it may be. This is also a huge opportunity for those players. And I'm just excited to see them ball out. I'm excited to see some threes. I'm excited to see how wild this audience and crowd is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be electric. And I, I feel like it will be a playoff environment for a preseason WNBA game. I was going to say, is there going to be a home team scenario? Is it going to be like... Cause well, it better min- be the Lynx because you're Bridget yes. Carlton, the Canadian mm. on the team. Natalie Achama as well. It's like... Um, no, I mean, I feel, I feel like... I, I guess so, but I, it could be a situation where we're cheering for both teams or something, you know? I think it's going to be, well, like Canadian, it's like, oh, yay, and then everybody scores another team. Oh, right, congratulations right. on the bucket. They're just going to be excited over basketball, but I think, you know, Natalie Chonway, don't believe she will be playing this. She is expecting her first child, oh. but she's still on the roster. Like, I, I don't know right. when she's actually due, but she's very much still pregnant right now, but Bridget will be in this game, and I think she's going to have a lot of hometown crowd because yeah. she is from the GTA but I think it's just, and then also on the Chicago sky, there's a lot of players that people will just be fans of in general. So mm, right. I think you're right. It's just going to be a sorry and thank you. Congratulations. Great game, everybody. We're so happy. Please come back and stay here forever. Yeah, I think you make a really good point earlier too about just, you know, being able for a lot of these fans to be able to just see this game in person, right? And like, you know, for, for young kids who've been following the WNBA or like, you know, they might have dreams of, you know, playing pro one day and stuff like I remember, you know, when the when the Team USA women's basketball team in uh, in 96, like, made their run to the gold medal. You hear so many of the current WNBA players talk about how watching them was able to just, like, inspire them to show that they could, like, go on this path and things like that. So, like, obviously, just from the ticket sales, it seems like this game's going to be a huge success. And you hope that it's the first step towards bringing a WNBA team here because you think about bringing a WNBA team here not only just, like, the role modeling for the kids who can come, like you mentioned, to like this more affordable live event experience. But I also think like it'll just create more opportunities to even like in like sports media for like women to cover WNBA here in Toronto. Because you've seen the coverage grow a lot too in the last couple of years, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. And I think also with the tickets going the way that they did, I hope that this even puts more of a spark and a fire underneath the chance for a domestic league. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear this right now. Sure. They might want to talk about the Raptors potentially winning or losing to the Clippers tonight. But the WNBA game here pretty much sold out so quickly. And there's such an excitement around it. But if you have a domestic league, there's not enough teams in the WNBA for a lot of players to, you know, even get to that dream or think about it because there's just not enough roster spots. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. already a domestic league. I think there's two domestic leagues here in Canada for men's basketball. I know they're working on, like, female soccer and all this other stuff. But yeah, that CBL, opportunity TBL, yeah. would also create more media jobs but also more spots for women mm-hmm. to, you know, be able to showcase their game mm-hmm. and coaches and everything to flourish. So 
I know that's like a also a pipeline dream, but let's just keep putting it out there and see what happens. No, I, th- I think we can approach this on all fronts. I really do. I, I think there's just like clearly there's a huge appetite for basketball in, in Toronto, and I think that across um, Canada. So huge, they, yeah. if they put if they put if they put WNBA here, where, where will they play in Toronto, or is it going to be a situation with like the 905? Because I really hope it's not that. No offense to Mississauga, but like it's hard <laughs> to get to the Hershey Center, man. I'm sorry, it's, it's so far. Also known as the Paramount Fine Food Center yeah, now, no, but <laughs> if you grew up in Toronto, that's the Hershey Center. I know, I know. Um, I would hope that it's in Toronto. I think the yeah. push would be for it's in Toronto. There's so many rumors about where it could be and yeah. what organizations are potentially a part of this mm-hmm. that. What I keep hearing is it would be in Toronto because you're right. Location is everything. Cause yeah, even with the Toronto six, we're like the women's hockey team and the PHF. They're pretty North of Toronto. A lot of people struggle to go watch these games and they want to watch them, but location, 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 which like mm-hmm. earlier you mentioned, there's so many people to watch on the 905, but for those in Toronto or East of Toronto, that's too far of a commute for them. Fair. Yeah. So. No, I think. Here's um, hoping WNBA team, Scotia Bank Arena, great access for people that would take, you yeah, know. but actually, though. No, I think Scotia would make sense, too, because based on when the WNBA's uh, schedule is, I think scheduling wise, they should be able to find the dates. Yeah, May is To actually season, play in the arena, right? Especially yeah. this year for the Raptors, because they won't oh, be making yeah, yeah. that. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's <laughs> hey, going to be. Hey, I'm a realist. Oh, man. I don't June's think looking pretty open as no, well you, as late. When they put May. the WNBA here, you're going to be living at Scotia Bank Arena. I already am, so I can't wait to do that even more. No, it's amazing yeah so uh lindsey we were chatting in the first segment um going through some of the teams in in the western conference you know especially because the raptors are playing the clippers tonight uh so so want to hear from you too we we're trying to sort out who are the contenders and pretenders in the west uh when you look at the west right now who who do you have as 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 the favorite i want to first of all who did you say and please tell me in the east you said did you say the raptors are pretenders Oh, we, we, we didn't, didn't do, do the East. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, think it's like, been, I, think, I think it's been clear what the Raptors' status is for a while now. So, oh, man. Yeah. What if they so win sorry. against the Clippers tonight, man? It could be the what, win of the what season. If, are, do you, when you look at this, do you actually think they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs and go to the finals? Truthfully. And I don't uh, mean hate to come your way. No, I mean, I think we can all be realistic. You know, I, what I realized yesterday. <laughs> you know, like I already started the parade route for every team here. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we, we know what the parade, parade route would be for Toronto with the Raptors. I'm Eight not hours. sure for the rest of them. I haven't seen one of those in a while. But um, mm. actually, the Argos did have that parade. I think you covered that, didn't you? Yeah. It was like an event at, uh, at the Jurassic Park. It was in front Park. of the... Yeah, oh, at Maple Leaf Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. In that mm. area. We'll skim over that because the outcome, like the turnout, wasn't the best. But right. congratulations it, 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 to them. So that's the Argos. A couple of block punts to, to secure the win there. <laughs> I remember watching that at Poker Night once. No, but I think with the Raptors, like, I, I realized the other day that the Raptors have had three um, 0 of 10 shooting starts on the season already three mm. they obviously had it most recently um in in the in the, in the win against washington no mm. in the loss against washington in the win uh, in the win they also started like oh four like seven or something but not over for 10 okay? mm. they had that there was a game where they played the hawks with their oh 14 and then of course that bucks game which is just so historic and so i think that like there is there's obviously way too much evidence that the raptors are just not together enough um, but, you guys did bring it like just when you talk about pretenders and all this other. Sure, yeah. It's just I did hear earlier about chemistry, and you were talking about the Clippers' chemistry and the yeah. and kind of not being there, but like that's totally the case with the Raptors all season long. And we've spoke about it over and over yeah. and over again how that is an issue because like the 2019 Raptors, how the chemistry worked around Kawhi, and you're like, where is there any chemistry around any player right now besides some fun sometimes happening between Precious and Chris or sometimes Pirtle and Fred. It all depends, and it's yeah. not consistent enough. But Clippers, 
I love the drama always out of LA and I know no mm, people so yeah. like they hate the Lakers that they'll be playing next. It's just there's always so much drama and I love watching what's going to happen with Westbrook. Like what is going on there and is he actually going to make a difference? And no Storm and Norman Powell tonight. Yeah. That's a really but they also have so much depth that's just like, it, know, do, it doesn't like, even matter. Oh, no, like, oh, no. Wow, I guess we'll just play more Eric Gordon or like, I, I don't know. Like, they don't even, they this last all... time they played, they did such a bad job. And I know this is an NBA problem of defending the three. Yeah. Because like they more than doubled what the Raptors made from beyond the arc the last time they played in December. And you're like, oh, I don't know if the adding of, you know, Hurdle and Will is really going to stop that. Just make your own threes. No, I, I mean, at least now we can play pick and roll better. So I feel like yeah. our offense isn't as stagnant as some of those other games where it's just like, because look, sometimes you're going to go over 10 when you're only shooting jump shots and stuff like that, right? And like the fact that you had that option now to play Fred was, with Jakob in the pick and roll, I'm just like, I haven't seen like the Raptors successfully execute pick and rolls for like mm-hmm. most of the season. And then recently it's like three times a game, Fred will hook up Yak with a layup. And then Pascal will hook up Yak with like two layups. And then Yak will get a couple of putbacks. And then, you know, Scotty will get into the mix. And it's like, okay, at least we have that consistency. Um, but um, still a lot of self. Why do we have to talk about the Raptors? Sorry, today? we can talk about the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> I'd much rather talk about the Kings. Baby. Sacramento Kings for life. Oh, man. No, I was thinking too, um, like, has a single Raptor from that championship run gone on to a better career elsewhere since Ooh, leaving? Ooh, see, that's a good topic. So. You know, Kawhi, you know, you can say what you want, but, like, he hasn't won a championship No, he hasn't reached LA, the same highs, let's right? be honest. And the Clippers haven't been able to replicate okay. that low management strategy that, that, that was so successful for the Raptors. Um, Kyle is, like, a, 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 a like a hated member of the Heat. He Kyle's, not even, Kyle's not even with the team right no. now, right? Because he's got knee issues. They're probably, like, hating more than they like and Kyle. Yeah. Danny so, Green is going from team to team. So Danny to team won though. a title yeah, in did. L.A., but he was also hated during the bubble. Yeah, I remember when people photoshopped oh, his jersey. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, remember yeah. they got to wear their own slogan oh, for the jerseys? Yeah. And, yes. Anyway. Yeah. That, we could say yeah. Norman Powell. Like, kind of, not really, no. I just yeah. really have such a soft spot for Norm. I was just trying no, to put it out there. Like, right now, this season, he's not doing terrible but it's no, just like no, his chances played might, well. he's played, played well, well but you're right a lot of them that have went on from surge this team. you know surge is not with on the team, team right now uh, is surge on any team no 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 which to me is wild up? like you have um huh. what's his face Gorn getting picked up and then you have right surge just i hate that higher ambitions actually came true this is this is so oh tough. i know i was this i love that was one part that i loved going on social media was seeing people's reaction yeah. to him actually getting this like oh this is but that's why the Raptors, the Raptors got to gotta get out of the play-in and play Milwaukee in the first round just so oh. fans fans can pay $3,000 to Bougar on in game three. Yeah. So that and, should, and four. <laughs> that's our that's our ambitions for this year. Uh, I would actually pay just to watch. But yeah, oh, Serge is going to do the shushing meme from the bench. Oh, man. Oh, I'm gonna, gonna I, will, I will the... flip a table. I don't have the strength to do that, but I will try. He's not even going to be dressed for the game. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be shushing us in a suit. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but I was just wondering, you know, because, like, a lot of these players... Yeah, Mark went to Europe. Yeah, Mark, you know, went to Actually, L.A. and Mark, then went to Europe. I think Mark had the best post-Raptors career because I think he's just chilling. He's just chilling. Club. But I think it's just to say, like, the you know, the Raptors, I mean, outside of Kawhi, you know, cut ties with those players at the right time. If you look at it in retrospect. Yeah, I hear you. I hear so, you. But, hmm. you know, who really wins when Kawhi didn't stay? All right, man. And continue the wow. championship run. No Kawhi and Dine. <sighs> we have, Anyways, we have ads. Yeah, we've got, uh, and now it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The Toronto Raptors in LA to take on the Clippers huh. tonight. Will Barton just reported is questionable with a non 
COVID illness. And as Lindsay mentioned, Norman Powell is out for the Clippers. Uh, Clippers are two and a half point favorites. That's it. On the road. Will. Man. I'm low too. I'm surprised. Aren't you a little bit surprised? I mean, I, I know the Raptors played Denver really well and they had a great game plan and they executed for long stretches of the game and they probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think this betting line might be just based on looking at just the, the overall body of work of both teams. Right. Is there an over under on Nick getting a tech? Oh man. No, no. Uh, or Scotty don't want to go there. Depends on the ref. I, I, you know, honestly, Lindsay, I, I do hope that the Raptors took a lesson from that, which is that they're just not strong enough as a team to give away technical fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, so the complaining just has to stop in general. Yeah, it's a soap opera a lot of the times watching it. Yeah. And it's sometimes entertainment just for the memes that come out after. But sure, yeah, yeah. It's, But watching that game and then just seeing some of the actions that happen, you're like, what are you thinking? Right. No, yeah. I, I, the, I feel like the team just needs every point. So They do because they wouldn't have been in that situation if they, you know, got it to that 10, 12, 13-point advancement instead of being, you know, they couldn't get it over eight or seven-point yeah. lead. And then you're like, hey, well, it came down to the end again, and this happened. Right. That's a lot of Raptors games this season. Um, but, yeah, definitely less complaining, I hope, for this game. Okay. Maybe, like, maybe a nice little firm handshake between Nick and the refs before the game. Just, mm. like, you know. Hope you have a great day. Thanks yeah. for being here. Just change the approach. You know, change it. the vibe. Yeah. Maybe offer them, like, a gift basket. Some, no, that's not No, I remember hearing, like, Nick talk about this in the offseason where he was like, you know, what we do is um, we, we research the refs and, and we find out their, like, favorite movies and favorite foods. <laughs> and then we can And then we just yell at them for 48 minutes. <laughs> and then Nick's like, I'm with a tomato. No, with no regard for human life. <laughs> I'm going to scream oh at my you God. about how you love saving Private Ryan or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Raptors. Um, Clippers, two and a half. Raptors have not played the Clippers well. Recently, let's just be honest. Like yes. since Kawhi's gone there, the Raptors have had a really hard Isn't time. Kawhi five and zero playing against the Raptors when he actually he sure is. Up? Yep. Oh, fun times, and he's listed as playing tonight. Yeah. Well, I think that might be it. I so Clippers is the pick. Yeah, unfortunately, I think the Clippers are the pick. Let's go with the Clippers. Yeah. Minus two and a half. That was between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Lindsay, thank you for joining us. Good luck tonight. Thank you. A little good luck five. tonight. Yep. Um, anyway, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Willu, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe, and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to Lindsay Dunn, producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Brendale, and Jennifer Olnick for helping the YouTube stream. And talk to you tomorrow.